Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of At Home in His Love. All about how do we spend time with Jesus? What does it look like to make our home in Him? And how do we learn more about His love by just being in relationship with Him? I don't know if you guys listened to the other episode with Judy, but if you did, it was awesome. And she was from Vineyard Church. And Angela also is someone that I've met in the last couple of months, but she's really, really awesome and wanted to get her on the podcast to ask her about her story. And you've had a couple of like wild moments where the Lord's just been like, all right, Angela, we're moving on. And then you're like, <laughs> okay, let's go. Um, so I guess yeah. before we get into that, like, do you want to kind of say who you are, like what you're up to at the moment? Yeah, I'm Angela and I work for a charity that focuses on Bible distribution and translation and I specifically work with youth and children's ministry and leading a program at the moment and um, to tell the story of Jesus to kids around the world, which is super fun and exciting. But yeah, I go to Southwest Vineyard and that's where I met the lovely Anna and that's all <laughs> I have to say. Oh, okay. Should we end the podcast then? Yeah, we're done. That's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> so let's start with lockdown. Mm. Where are you at now? Where are you living? And why are you living there? So, I mean, I didn't expect to move necessarily. So what happened is I'd just moved to Swindon in November and I'd been at my new job for six months and then lockdown hit. Um, I prayed about it and I just thought I'll leave all my things in this house share. I left all my things there, moved back to London and probably around mid-April I got this sense and this feeling of okay I feel like I need to go back and I need to pick up all my things and I need to just bring it back to to London and I'll see what to do from there and at that point I was just coming up to my six months lease ending with the house share so it really was now or never and honestly oh my goodness even just thinking about it now I was praying about it for two or three days and then I just felt like the Lord was saying just go do it now like um went packed all of my things in the space of like six hours left everything with a neighbor and then just came back to London thinking okay I'll be back in Swindon by September and praise God that I did move out when I did otherwise I would have been paying another six months of rent I knew that it was something that I needed to know. And even though I had no real logical reason, it seemed really complicated at the time, almost like, why am I packing all my things up? I'll have to come back again in the next couple of months. I'll have to find a new place. I'll have to do all of these things over. And it just seemed overcomplicated. And now I'm so glad that I listened to the Holy Spirit. And then I actually just went for it and did it because in the long run, it made my life far less complicated. And sometimes this can be my thought as well. It's a bit like, oh, if God's spoken something, like you want to be obedient, but what happens if you've got it wrong? And then you're making this really big life decision. Well, like, how have you been able to trust that like God is saying that, so you're going to do it? For me, I kind of see my relationship with God over the last few years as kind of growing up. My relationship with God was at the beginning. Everything was very easy. God was taking care of everything. It was little steps here and there. And then gradually growing up and becoming a mature adult in my relationship with the Lord. And then having to be placed into this, these positions where I have to make these decisions, where I have to trust in the Lord. But the word itself, it says like we we can recognize his voice. And so I think it's just about that. It's that grace of the Lord giving us that time and that space and that season to slowly but surely learn who he is, learn how to hear his voice. And it started with little things of even 
if I was going to take an umbrella to work that day or not, trusting in that intuition, trusting in that the Holy Spirit cares about the little things, the little moments, things that don't mean much to us in the mundane, but that to the Lord really do mean a lot. There's not many consequences to those decisions. If you made the decision or not, like the worst thing that can happen isn't actually that bad. You're far more confident and far more able to make these big decisions because he's done it for you before. You've been able to recognize his voice before. You have that relationship with him already. But it's definitely not something that is instant and that one day I'm not hearing anything from the Lord and the next day. I've got clear guidance and I know everything. So how would you say that God speaks to you? Because I think a lot of people like wait for the big audible voice, but it sounds if you've been saying it's been like nudges or just like learning to trust. So what would you say God's voice to you is? Like what would the pattern of it be? For me, the voice of God has always been that still small voice, that quiet voice in my spirit that says, oh, this isn't quite right. Or oh, maybe do this, you know, and it's, there's no definite big oh I've I had this dream where the Lord told me that this is how it was going to happen or I was doing bible roulette and this first came out at me and I just knew that this is how it had to bible happen roulette. oh my gosh honestly <laughs> like the amount of times but anyway and not to say that that's not a good way to hear God's voice just, I mean if it works it works to define it I think this is right bible roulette would be like you open your bible to a random page and yeah just speech, flip right? it over and then be like Jesus speak to me and then it yeah. like lands and on something and you try be- yeah sometimes it will be good and other times it will be like and the sacrifice was (laughs) with the goats and the lambs and the (laughs) yeah especially when it like lands on one of the like law passages and chapters where it's just like and the rabbi needs to wear this and then the temple needs to look like this and these are the materials and you're like oh okay well this isn't helpful that Um, being said though my friend did randomly like she was discerning something for me and did a bit of like oh I think I've got this verse let me check it out and it was about like a sacrifice and like it being perfect in Leviticus and then she sent it to me being like I think this is probably like really random and it actually was really relevant in that moment so yeah it's a bit of like weighing and testing guys and keeping on going with the Lord and like learning to trust what he's saying but yeah bible roulette isn't always the answer I think studying the word also helps (laughs) exactly no and and my point to that was that it isn't always this like massive show of like oh um you know I open my bible and this is like the passage that fell out and like you know Mm. sometimes it's just you're in the middle of a conversation and you feel a nudge of the spirit that says Angela you need to stop this conversation now or you need to end this like trajectory of where this conversation is going and you don't know why and and you don't understand and it doesn't make much sense but just being able to trust that if there is in the quiet that voice then being able to recognize it as the Lord and being able to to follow it through in faith Mm. and often sometimes when we feel the nudge it can be God's asking us to maybe lose something or to change direction Mm. when you've done that and you might have like lost something what have you seen the fruit to be like how would you encourage other people to make that decision even Mm. if it comes at a loss I I want to caveat this by saying that every single time I've had to make a big decision of faith and obedience in God, it's not been easy. I've most likely fought him the entire way um, (laughs) and just been like trying to convince him 
like going through the stages of grief, bargaining and convincing and trying to change his mind and like denial, all of them. Trying to give him a reason yeah. he hasn't thought of yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, trying to just be like, no, 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 but I think that this way actually would work out better. And I'm trying to help you, God, because this is your plan anyway. And so like in reality, it's not it's not been this kind of like oh I just feel like the Lord's telling me this and so this is what I'm gonna do that and my walk with God hasn't been like that it really has been about a lot of the time the Lord's grace and patience with me to just persevere and keep telling me what I need to do until I succumb and make the decision a few years ago I was kind of I'd just come back from a job abroad and I was just trying to figure out what my life was going to look like so I just kind of prayed into it and thought Lord I'm just gonna apply to a bunch of jobs and whichever ones come back to me those are the ones that I'll get and and it'll be great I got responses from one church in Hong Kong who wanted me to be their young adults pastor and another response from the organizations that I'm in now that at the time were looking for a coordinator. And so even just looking at both of those jobs on paper, one of them was me leading, growing, working with people, traveling, being in a foreign country, which I love doing and love, like honestly miss completely. And the other was being stuck behind a desk. Logically, I went through both processes of kind of interviews and things. And I just thought, I kept saying to the Lord, Lord, just make the decision for me. One of them will reject me. And the one that accepts me, that'll be the one I'll go to, you know, like you make the decision for me and then I'll follow because I won't have a choice. We've all been there. (laughs) That's not how it worked. Like the Lord was like, you have to make this decision. You have both options. And so at one point I was offered the, the job where I am now. And I was offered the job in Hong Kong. And I just sat there thinking, Lord, well, in Hong Kong, they're going to pay for my education. They're going to pay so that I can go to seminary school so that I can study theology. In this other job, I'm going to be stuck behind a desk. I am the kind of person that loves being with people and being on the ground and, and, and doing stuff. And so for at least a solid four weeks, I was just fighting with the Lord. Lord, like, can't you just see this will be so much better? Like for the call you have for me, I'll be like studying seminary school. And like, how amazing would that be for you and your glory, Lord? And like trying to convince him, right? That this would just be such a good idea for him. And the small, still quiet voice in my heart was saying, you have to go to the other job. You have to stay in the UK, accept this job as the coordinator. And like, I just tried everything. Honestly, I tried everything I could to try and and take away the faith and the obedience from it. And it just being certain, I wanted to be sure that I wasn't throwing away a really good opportunity for what didn't seem like a good opportunity at the time. And it was rough to say the least, like really rough in that season to, to trust and have faith in the Lord. But at the end of the day, the one thing that really made me make the right decision, and then I believe at the time now in this moment that was the right decision, was feeling like if I did what I wanted to do, which was go to Hong Kong, that God's grace and blessing over my life would be gone. It almost felt like a soul moment of like, he was chosen by God, but then God's blessing was lifted over him because he made the wrong decision. And then you have on the other side of it, this job that didn't seem that great on paper, but that I really felt like God's blessing and grace was over. And I felt like that was that that decision would be what would honor God. And so I really had to sit there and think, do I want to go and do this, which looks good and is what I want to do, but I'd be dishonoring God 
and I'd be losing his blessing and his favor over my life? Or do I want to go and do this and probably not enjoy it as much, but know in all my heart that God is with me in the midst of it? I cho- and now in hindsight, it's so easy to say that was definitely the right decision because I have so much more information now. But at the time, it, it was really a decision of faith and obedience. Wow. And I think that's such a powerful moment of choosing intimacy and your relationship with Jesus over your performance and what he wants to do with your life, which is a real big challenge for mm-hmm. a lot of us when so much of like society is telling us that we've like got to do a good job and we've got to choose that. But actually just choosing Jesus for Jesus himself. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and then so you said like in hindsight, you now have more information. What have you because it, it reminds me of like John 15, where it's like every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away and every branch that does bear fruit, mm-hmm. he prunes that that it may bear more fruit. So it feels like it was a pruning moment of so that you could grow more, like yeah. you then had to choose out and like cut that and yeah. not go for it. So what fruit have you seen now? Absolutely. So, I mean, I spent six months in that job. It was a really long process. And so, but after they'd offered me the job, they then mentioned to me that there was a different job that I would also be good at. And then in around January, my bosses put up the job ad for what I'm doing now, which is leading in youth and children's ministry and, and leading this program. Woohoo. And it's wonderful. And I, I, I do love it. But at the time I applied knowing that I was completely underqualified like I didn't have a degree in international development. I didn't have a degree in theology, which is what they were asking for. I didn't tick all of these boxes that were on the job description. And so I kept talking myself out of it. Oh, I'm going to apply. I'm not going to apply. What if I just get rejected? And then I have to sit behind this desk feeling miserable for the rest of the year. Until at one point, I just kind of, again, felt the nudging of the Holy Spirit of just like, if I want you to be in that job, you'll be in that job. And if I don't, you won't. But don't cut off almost that sense of God can only do as much as I allow him to do as he can only move in what I give him space to move and so if I didn't apply I wasn't allowing the Lord the space to move in that and so I did and now I do that job that I really really love I'm still learning so much about theology I'm still doing a lot of the things that I would have done but also like mid-pandemic the situation in Hong Kong was so much worse out there with all of the protests and this London being in the UK was the safest option for me not only because of the pandemic but also because of the protests and all of the civil unrest that is happening at the moment um, Mm. in Hong Kong which is absolutely devastating but such a blessing for me that I wasn't stuck in the middle of it during the season yeah yeah and this is a bit of a side note but just I think there's been a lot of people who've said like oh I'm not qualified you know but the Lord qualifies me so they've gone into jobs and often done like a lot of harm in development this is a situation where you may not have been qualified but you did have like the Lord's blessing and I think Mm -hmm. your attitude to it is completely different to going into something a bit ignorantly yeah what would you say to be I guess like in that situation for anyone who might be a bit like whoa how come she did it if she wasn't qualified I honestly have the same questions for myself every single day. For me, the hardest thing was letting go. I think for me, the one thing that I had was a lot of fear of I'm underqualified on paper, but 
that's not to say that I didn't have the experience or that I wasn't capable. Like I'd lived and worked in Bangladesh and I'd worked in um, international development out there. I'd lived and worked in Nigeria. I'd lived and worked in South Korea this time. I'd lived and worked in South America. So I had international experience. I'd already worked in development. I know what managing and leading a program takes. I just didn't have a certificate. It's a blessing, a huge blessing that the Lord even allowed me to do all of those things and have all of those experiences that led me to this point. And again, a testament to the Lord's hand over each and every one of his children's lives and the fact that nothing happens by accident. But because of that, it wasn't that I was just like, one morning I decided that I wanted to do international development. And so I went in for a job interview. It was, I'd been working towards this my whole life. Having that, that kind of qualification on paper was a way for me to validate my existence in that space. And that was that was the challenge I was always fighting. And in part, maybe some of my ego of like, oh, because I don't have this, um, I feel less than or whatever. And really learning mm-hmm. that actually like the Lord had qualified me in that. Not in a hyper spiritual sense, but he'd placed me in situations. He placed me with opportunities to be able to learn the things that I am now being able so so it wasn't it definitely wasn't a day to night kind of transition every single day I wake up knowing that I can only do my job if the Lord helps me with it because I don't feel a humanly competent or capable but I do feel spiritually that the Lord has given me the knowledge and the wisdom to do the things that I need to do each and every day yeah thanks for like clearing that up because yeah I knew that you had a load of experience we just wanted like the listeners to hear that as well Mm. Uh, and I guess like ultimately the stamp of approval that we want above all else is Mm. the Lord's and before we did this podcast we were joking about like his ways being high and his (laughs) words being high as well but like it's just true in this that you've got to submit and trust what he's calling you into and trust that the Holy Spirit will bring you like wisdom from heaven rather than like the wisdom from the world that often is foolish so all right amazing thoughts crazy adventures that you've been on final question so in a world of much uncertainty and futures changing what are you really interested to see God do like what are your desires either for him to move in your life or for him to move in this world what is kind of like your thing that you're really like praying and seeking him for for me One of the things that I'm most excited about seeing is how the Lord becomes more creative and innovative in the way that he engages with children around the world. I think we almost forget about outreach to kids because we assume that it has to be the parents that make the life decision. And then once you've once the the parents have come to know the Lord, then the children will come to know the Lord. And there is a lot of truth in that. But at least with my work, I get to see another side of that where outreach comes to the children first. And I've seen how the Lord's word changes a child's life and the way that they act and they behave and their perspective. And so I'm just really excited. I mean, we've seen some incredible examples of the way that the Lord has used 
online ministries and things like that and to reach people and to change the way that we talk about the Lord and the way that we engage as Christians and so I know that even post pandemic that creativity will continue and that the Lord um, is going to really infuse his body with so much innovation and creativity in the way that's so awesome reminded me of the story of um you're going to think I'm going to say something biblical but it's actually just testimony from a church Uh, but I think it was like this guy traveled a really long way to go to this like conference where he knew he would be healed and then he turned up and either the conference wasn't on or they'd finished it and he was like I've just spent so much money like I'm here now like I need your best healers like you're going to pray for me and I want to be free of cancer because I think he he had cancer at the time and then the people leading the conference were like okay cool like we'll take you to our best healers and basically brought this guy into the nursery where there were like different kids and said okay kids we're going to pray for this guy and then one of the kids was like oh I just feel like the Lord might be saying we need to like flick the cancer off so then all these kids started flicking the guy and he was completely healed (laughs) And it's just like you you just can't put you can't put a formula on God like he will use who he will use. And if people have faith, then, you know, what can happen? So that's really awesome. And I'd love. Yeah, I'd love to see more like kids championed in the kingdom Mm -hmm. because Jesus says, like, come with a childlike faith. And I feel like we don't always learn from kids to know what it means to like actually know Jesus in that way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, it has been lovely, Angela. (laughs) Any final words to the listeners? I would just say, um, love God and love yourselves too. give yourselves grace I think we've spoken a lot about um being in the word and spending time with the Lord but also there's I just want to remind you all that there is no condemnation that if you haven't spent time in the Lord that the Lord isn't somehow like wagging his finger at you or tutting away in the background like give yourself grace and and love yourself and know that you are loved and that the Lord is excited to to spend time with you whenever it is that that you do spend time with him awesome mic drop (laughs) see you guys thanks so much guys for tuning in there'll be another episode next week hit me up or my guests on the socials if you want to know more but yeah if anything has resonated with you today please pray about it seek the lord about it if you feel like it's something for you for this season um or to incorporate in your life then yeah please do that because intentionality can bring so much expectation of what we think the Lord is going to do with us um, and in this world and in the season and with the church. So it's great to just be getting stuck in and asking him more and more.